Richmond Spiders Athletics all year round. W291CL Lakeside Richmond. WURV HD2 Richmond. We are 1061 ESPN. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, all that heavy rain, that's all gone from yesterday and last night. Heavy rain coming down. Rainy Night in Georgia. Great, Georgia, great song by the great, late, great Brooke Benton. Tell you a great song about the Bo Weevil, too. Uh, Brooke Benton, Rainy Night in Georgia. You talk about a soulful song. You talk about reaching down and, and singing from your belly. I'll tell you what, bottom of your lungs, I tell you, he can sing. Brooke Benton, Rainy Night in Georgia. Find myself a boxcar. Oh, man, what a song. Anyway, and Bo Weevil was a good song, too. He is no longer with us, unfortunately. All right, uh, Lou Alcindor, on the other side of the glass, was asking about what uh, Madison's 10 and Zip. They last played Hampton uh, on uh, Saturday, and they won that. Uh, they beat Michigan State overtime, as we remember, back on November 6th with season open. Boy, that seems like a long time ago. They beat Kent State Howard Radford by three. That's their closest shave, other than overtimes, because Michigan State is overtime. Kent State is double overtime. And though you might win by five or ten or so in overtime, you were tied in a regulation. Other than that, Radford was the closest shave, a three-point win there. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know, you know how they're going to do, when they're going to get beat. They play Coppin State uh, tomorrow night. Does JMU basketball. Then they go to Morgan State and then Texas State at home. At Louisiana. At Southern Miss. I just don't have an answer for you. I can't sit here and make something up, Lou. I can't do it. I, I, when will they, They'll lose. They're going to lose. They've got games all the way through March 1st. Um, they close on the road with four games. So they can build a record at home. But then when the, when the Piper shows up and says, all right, you owe me for dancing. Or the Grim Reaper says, okay, I've let you live an extra five years. Now it's time to go. So Because they're playing the last four. The Grim Reaper. Did I say the, what did I say? Anyway, uh, Marshall on the road. Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, February 21 through March 1. Remember, it's leap year. You should get that extra day. All right, we got the cannonball on the line. Cannonball, what do you got? Uh, well, to be transparent and full disclosure, uh, and to rid myself of the name of Cannonball. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. You, uh, no. you got a name now. Go ahead. But it has to be a, uh, attached to a bit of truth. <laughs> and it was not a Cannonball. Uh, it was a shot put. 
Oh, cannonball sounds better. It gives you a bigger name. You you sound like uh, you're, no, you're, got, you're, you you sound like you name. Huh? You got a bit. You got a bigger name, Cannonball. Here, the late Fred Cooper. Cannonball Cooper, head head football coach at Maggie Walker for years and years. Coached Willie Lanier. He was uh, Cannonball. He was Cannonball. Right, we'll save that for him then. You'll be shot put. Shot put, Roy. I, I don't know what what did Lewis say. I... Say what? I'm getting crossfeed from Lewis or something. Uh, anyway, somebody pushed the wrong button. Well, maybe we have another but caller I, but, coming in. Anyway, but, Barry, but go, I, go ahead. But, but I did get the right. I get, did get one thing right. Is uh, uh, Griper at the beginning of the year before the season even started? I told him the red the Redskins. They'll be the Redskins for me. Yeah. Uh, that uh, they would go seven wins or less. I'm safe because even if they win their <laughs> last three, it's only seven, and they ain't gonna win their last three. If they, they win might their, beat the Jets, if they win their last three, I'll bring you a live duck. You can either eat it or let it roam around your yard, one or the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be safe on that meal. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a quick story for you. They came up when when uh, Griper said cannonball. There was a, a man, uh, maybe my age, a little bit younger, and he didn't live too far from where I grew up. And he was a big Civil War aficionado and collected things and and uh you know from the civil war relics and uh you know right. like in my front yard we can, I, I i found mini balls you know right. the, the bullets and uh, little and bullets and mini balls in my front yard because i lived on on a flat lamp flat piece of land but it was a ravine that dropped way off and then went up on the other side so they're shot pot shot you know taking pot shots at each other from the uh, northern bank and the southern bank well, right, I know the, you got breastworks over there oh, at Dickie Bland College. Yeah, we got breastworks all over there. Anyway, th- this guy collected and collected and finally found a cannonball. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the guy, but I knew who he was. And he tapped the cannonball, blew up, and killed him. This had I, to be, I remember, what, I f- remember f- that. 15, he, was, he, was in Ch- he was in Chesterfield. Yeah, 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah, and a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine who is wise and with wisdom, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name. I'll protect the innocent here, but a real good man. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Well, now we know the last fatality of the Civil War." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's it, true. It's a Civil that's War true, cannonball. The guy tapped yeah. it, and bam, there it went. Yeah, I'm not making I, fun right. of the guy, you know. It's just that the, what I think is funny is my friend's comment. Now we know yeah, the last fertility uh, fatality of the of the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, uh, that black powder, <laughs> old black powder like that, is still alive and it's very unstable. <laughs> uh, where I used to live, uh, it was on the uh, battlefield of Totopotomy Creek, uh, and. Uh, I had uh, <clears throat> many balls and things like that in the yard also. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, construction came, crews came in for, you know, it was building the suburb, and uh, several times they had to have the ordnance squad from Fort Lee come over and mm-hmm. and take care of shells that they dug up. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, once again, Redskins. Yeah. Yep. They ain't winning more than seven. No, and I they, don't think they go get seven. No, you won. I don't think they go win all three. No, they're not gonna win all three. Lucky to win one. Well, they got Dallas. They got the Jets. And who's the other one? Uh, 
You know, I knew that, and somehow I don't care anymore, and I don't remember. Uh, oh, they oh, 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 yeah, here we go. You ready? They play the, yeah. the rice a at home. <laughs> you know who the rice are? Right, Come on, man, the San Francisco treat. Come on, dog, work with me. Oh. You're older oh. than I am. San Francisco, the rice a treat. We got to go, though. Thank you, Moose. All right, All right thank you. All right, Espo, what do you got for me, Espo? Yeah. Hey, brother, thanks for calling out uh, Sean Payton so I didn't have to. Boy, that was despicable, wasn't it? Yeah, well, thank very. You get the Daffy Duck Award. Yeah, despicable. Yeah, it was yeah. despicable. <laughs> Daffy Duck. Get out of the way because he's spitting. He's another one of those coaches that, hey, I coach good. You guys played bad. Well, that's the mentality, right? What a what a jerk. Oh, I never liked him at New Orleans. He was always sort of a pretender. Down there, he got lucky with Breeze, and you know, never was able to duplicate it. Just he's that kind of guy. And he's, you know, he's got the attitude to go with it. Yeah. Listen, I, anytime you badmouth the coach ahead of you, that's saying something about you, not the coach ahead of you. Yeah. Well, I was wearing my Fox uh, Fox Channel hat. Yeah. BS. 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 Yeah. It's just bull. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did he have the same mouth, or did he change his mouth too? <laughs> Tell like it is, dog. Tell like it is. Well, you missed our big debate the other day. We were talking about what uh, Griper was talking about. This one guy at the table was lamenting that, oh, my gosh, we're, we're not even going to know the same teams. We're not going to have the same players. And so I asked him, I said, well, okay, who's the starting offensive guard for Tech next year? No answer. Who's the starting Mike linebacker? No answer. Where, where, where was this? What guy? What table? What are you talking about? At a at a uh, at a establishment where they serve refreshments. Okay. So the we're watching the game and chatting about this nil, and I said, "Look, you don't know the guys that are starting year to year anyway. It's not maybe one or two guys you know that are going to be playing the following year. So well, like, oh no, I, I won't know the team. There'll be a different bunch of guys." Well, in football, maybe basketball. No, wait a football. minute. Hold on now. Hey, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You know, if you're winning and you don't know the offensive linemen or the linebackers' names, but you're winning, you don't want to lose them. I mean, that's, I mean, you don't have to know the name of everybody that starts and plays. Sure. Uh, you know, but if you're if, if you're winning with those players, the point I guess was you don't want to lose them. But I wasn't there at the table, so take it away. Well, that was the same the same debate I always hear. Like, oh well, we won't even know who the players are. Well. You don't know who they are now to begin with. And, and like I asked him, I said, well, what if your best player, let's say Virginia has that uh, that young kid starting next year, the quarterback whose name I can't remember, but a good player. Yeah. Let's say he gets hurt in game two. Are you going to stop watching Virginia if you're a Virginia fan? No. You don't care who the players are. You care what's on the front of the jersey, not the back. Well, so just, just, you, just pull for, you, yeah. you can pull so, for certain players. Yeah. Sure you can. I, and I do. Usually, I don't usually pull for teams. But yeah, you certainly you can. Yeah, pull for players. Pull for players. Yeah, you know, I, you know but it's it's like it's like the 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 uh, mafia head in in Bronx Tale. Mickey Mantle doesn't care. Nobody cares. No, I don't, that's, that's exactly right. That's what I've been saying for years. I don't care who the players are. Just win, baby. Just well, win. I don't care. The pros. And the pros. Yeah, and the pros. Yeah. Well, now the college, yeah, college. too. Now in college too. Also. You know, they've always been, they've always been paid. It's just been under the table. I mean, right now, now yeah, it's on the table. <laughs> sure, and and this this issue with oh oh, it's terrible that they're paid. Look, you got to pay these kids. These kids don't have anything. They can't even go home for a funeral. You're not going to let the kid go home for a funeral. 
Remember that debacle up there? Was that at NC State? The kid that didn't have money to go to his grandmother's funeral and the coach couldn't drive him? How nuts this guy. Yeah, that NC was bad. They did it to themselves. They you, did it to yeah. Themselves. You couldn't pick up a kid walking across campus and take him to the cafeteria to eat. Exactly. Yeah, something you do for anybody in the rain, but no, you can't do it for your players. Yeah, that's that, that just. Ins- well, you had that guy that led it for so long. I can't remember his name, but he was he was just a a bully dictator. He should you know he should have been taken out back well, in course. I, I read his book. Yeah. Listen, yeah, read his book. He'll tell you what what a scam it was. Yeah, exactly. the guy that ran the NCAA, the guy that ran it. Yeah, they wrote a, a book afterwards. He saw the light and realized what he'd done. Short guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Short guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think of it and I'll send you the book title. But I read it, and he just basically said, we were there. We were a monopoly against the kids, and he was right. Yeah. It was all about the schools, all about making money for the president. had nothing to do with the welfare of the kids, despite the fact that's what they claimed. Yeah. That was their that was their stick to get people to pay them, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'll think of his name on it. No, yeah. it's a great book. It's a great book. Yeah. It should be read by anybody's kids going to college. Yeah, throw those kids out there and let them run with the bulls over in Spain. Yeah, yeah, let, let, them, all, let them all try that and see what they do. Well, exactly. What's the difference between that and, and a big time NCAA football game? You're running with the bulls. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, with, yeah, well, bulls have these things on their head called horns, and they weigh about two thousand pounds, and they're running at you. It's a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit different than playing a football game. Well, but at least they're not intentionally trying to put that big helmet in your in your stomach. I mean, those guys on the football team are trying. I believe they're trying. <laughs> them bulls, are, uh, I'm not getting away with them bulls. I mean, if I was 20, you know, when I was 25, I thought it'd be a cool thing to do. I'm not 25 anymore, and uh, you have to pay me a million dollars and give me a, a 400 yard head start in a in a, uh, in a 450 yard dash against the bulls. <laughs> and, and a suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, maybe a suit, a suit of, of armor. armor. <laughs> At least. Uh, hey, uh, did we'll you watch just... any football yesterday afternoon? I tried to watch some of the Redskins. That was I, I, I texted you. That's the worst offense I've ever seen. Oh, you did text They're me, didn't you? Yeah. Oh. No, they, they couldn't complete a pass. I mean, it wasn't like they couldn't get a first down. They couldn't complete a pass. Uh, well, <laughs> how about this? we got to get to a possible. Let me ask you this. Sure. Did you flip over to the Dallas-Buffalo game? Oh, yeah. That, that was a man's game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I must have spent 75% of my viewing watching – Dallas Buffalo and not pathetic Washington and the Lambs. Uh, they were unwatchable. Yeah. That, that, they were, that was an unwatchable game. I mean, the offense were terrible. I mean, the Rams are better, but only slightly so. Uh, Dallas and Buffalo was, was like the old time football. They, oh, they played power. It was great. Yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was fun to watch the Bowlines get torn down. The Bills are getting their power oh. back. I hope they win three and make the playoffs because they will make a statement. Oh, yeah. Well, well, the Dallas got a reality check yesterday. Everybody thought they were wonderful, and I'm like, well. Well, they are good. They are good. Yeah. <laughs> they're good. They're not, they're not a great football team. I mean, they're, they're very flawed. But they've got uh, – they play hard. I'll say that. They really played hard instead of Buffalo. Of well, uh, this, week they, this week they play down in Miami. And then they play the um, – then they play after the – hang with me here. The Bovines play at Miami. Then they go to day, they get Detroit coming in. The Lions come into Dallas in the penultimate game, and then they close with the Salamanders. Yeah, the Mule Skinners. They'll win two, two and four. Dallas will two and one. Yeah, yeah, they'll beat Detroit. I think. I mean, Detroit's good, but they'll beat them. They play them at home. (laughs) Philadelphia should win tonight. Go to eleven and three. Then they get the Giants at home, the Cardinals at home. And the uh, and then at the Giants, 
So they should go three and one and win this thing at 13 and four ahead of the yeah. uh, 12 and five bovine cartel. They'll win it, and then Dallas will have to go on the road, and then they'll lose. That'll be another, you know, typical Dallas season. Well, they might win a wild card because they play uh, New Orleans or Tampa probably in the wild card yeah, maybe. game. Yeah. They don't play great on the road. They're not not a good road team at all. Mm-hmm. All right, pal. Good talking to you as always. Have a uh, wonderful Christmas if I don't see you. Well, hold, uh, hold on a second there, Mister Whistle. Yeah. Hang on, I got something for you. Da- right. Dallas at home is seven and zero. This is to validate what you said. Three and four on the R O A D. So they got two on the road. One's Miami. One's Washington. Uh, They can win at home against Etois. And uh, they get a two and one. We'll put them at twelve and five. Philadelphia three and one. We'll put them at thirteen and four. And that's uh, that's that. Just just another bridesmaid, never a bride. What I always used to say about the Cowboys in the seventies. Still the same cowboy. Yeah, but look what I pull for. Yeah, well, I mean, you got the, you got the girl standing out front with the crazy sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you got at the wedding. I mean, no, it like she, you know, she was supposed to be a bridesmaid, but she fell in the mud seven times on the way to the church. No, you got the disgruntled ex. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, partner. Take Thank care. you. We didn't take a pause. Yeah, if I don't see you or talk to you, I guess I'll talk to you for the end of the week. But anyway, Merry Christmas oh, yeah. to you and your family. All right, pal. Bye. Thank you, Bob. Uh, we'll take a pause. Oh, my goodness. Look at the time. Dang, I got a habit of talking too much, don't I? And it's going good, man. Everybody wants to hear you. Well, I want to know who watched what yesterday afternoon, like I did, between Washington, L.A., and uh, the, the Bills and the Bovine Cartel, the Bovines. And I, you know, like I said earlier, 75% of my time was watching the Bovines and the Bills. Why not? Good game. Uh, bovines are getting run over, and uh, it's Buffalo's playing smash-mouth football. I, who doesn't like that? All right, stay with us. We're here. We're live. We're talking sports here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. You're listening to Sports Phone. And Lou Alcender, Lewis, his name is Lewis. And what did John Wooden call Lou Alcender his whole four years at UCLA? Lewis. Er- ergo your name. Louis Alcindor. Stay with us. Yes, yes, no yes. Great song. Great song. Been playing for 30 years. <laughs> when the Cowboys lose, I hear... What harmony. What sound. What a classic. Oh, the bovine cartel fell like... Well, I can't say on the air. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, let's get to a uh, cowboy fan. Fair young maiden. All right, a fair young maiden. There you go. Picture that. Uh, let's go to Junior. Junior, what do you got today, Junior? Uh, hey, Big Al. 
Hey, I, imagine you are, I imagine you are a happy camper today, ain't you, boy? Well, we ain't going anywhere, so why not revel in a, in a bovine car, uh, to cartel loss? Why not? Yeah, yeah. your team, you need a, you need a complete overhaul. Now, you know I what mean, we need is a collective item? We need, we need a, a brick wall, a blindfold, and a cigarette. <laughs> and that in here, and, get ready, and, get and set, all, fire. And everybody... And, and everybody to be locked and loaded, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess, and, you know, I didn't get a chance to call while number four was on his big roll. But I give him boy credit. You know I bang on him all the time, but he was on a roll for a while. But uh, Yeah, yeah. He came, back, he came back to earth, and everybody should recognize what he well, is. What now, he is. Well, now the whole team came back to earth. Don't blame Dak Prescott. Oh, no, no, absolutely. He's, He's a good quarterback. Absolutely. They they got they got pushed around. They got bullied. And I read a thing where Gronkowski said they weren't mentally tough. And you know what? He absolutely right. Who cares what Gronkowski says? He plays a dumb nut in TV commercials. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? I mean, who cares about Gronkowski? I know he's making a lot of money doing it. God bless him, but I don't listen to him anymore. Who always listen to Gronkowski? But his insight was on the money. They got bullied. They got taken out, but they got taken out behind the woodshed, and they got their little butts whooped pretty good. Now, the thing that I saw about the game, I didn't see anything that Buffalo did that was. Uh, enormous or anything else that that should have confused and and and, and placated a, a game to where the Cowboys and their performance was yesterday. The Buffalo just played a stock basic good de- a good ball game defensive ball game, and the Cowboys couldn't handle it. I, like like our our coach said, they got a heart, Al. They got a heart. They're front runners. And they're talking about bringing Rolando McLean back, which is, I thought, you know, which is, I think is good. I mean, you know, what he did was kind of bad, but they've missed, they've missed a guy in the middle. And I, Lord, I love this guy to death, Sean Lee. He was a heck of a football player, yeah. but he, he, he did, he didn't have one thing. And Rolando McLean did. Rolando McLean is a thumper and they've missed having a thumper in the middle and stuff for a long time. I hope he do sign a boy, but I tell you the truth, Al, Dallas got a got a good football team, but they're not a good, tough, complete football team. Now that has a lot to do with the coaching and the play calling and all, but it also has to do with those guys in the locker room and you know somebody stepping up and say, "Look, tie it up a little bit tighter, since that chin, chin strap up." And let's go. And, and let's go dominate. Let's go impose. Hey, all hey, it's a dialogue here. It's my turn to jump in. You ready? Yes, sir. Go, did, go with it, buddy. Did Philadelphia get thumped by San Francisco, forty-two to nineteen? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Now let me talk. Did did they get thumped by Dallas, thirty-three to thirteen? 
Y- yeah. yeah, they gave up 75 points in consecutive games and only scored 32. Every team takes a thumping every year. Nobody goes through a season unthumped. Now, New England went to the Super Bowl, and they got tattooed by the New York Giants when they were 18-0, and and I'm still laughing about it. So, uh, And they got thumped by the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Everybody gets thumped. Everybody, It's a long, grinding season. Long physical brutality, like being in a car wreck once a week. I mean, Dallas is a good, fine football team. They got a good defense. They just came across a team that's play, that played like a buzzsaw. They needed to win worse. Now, Dallas needed to win to stay ahead of Philadelphia to get the lockdown number one in the bottom. They needed that, yeah. Buffalo loses that game. They're out of the playoffs. They were focused, and they were tough, and they were mean. Dallas is good. Dallas, I mean, you look at Dallas and what they've done, dog. Look at all the – I mean, they had their 7-0 at home, 3-4 and four on the road. It's tough to win on the road in the National Football League. But, I mean, you know, they thumped Philly. They put 41 up against Seattle, 45 Washington, which an angry pack of nuns could do. Carolina, 33. The Giants, 49. Before they, they beat – they lost to Philly – on the road, only by five. They put you know forty three up on the Rams. I mean, you, you got the Cowboys are. <laughs> you look at it as a fan, you see the issues that are the problems. I'm not a fan, and I can see how good they are. Oh yeah, no, I I agree that look, they're like I said, they're a good football team, but I don't think they're a complete football team. And what's going to happen is if they're going to get to fifth seed. And they're going to go beat Atlanta or New Orleans or whoever else wins the South. And then they're going to have to turn around and go to Frisco and play Frisco in Frisco in the second round of the playoffs. And we'll see if the, the first time that they played Frisco, three-fifths of their offensive starting uh, uh, offensive line was out. And Frisco thumped them pretty good. If Dallas can... I think they can match up, not completely, but I think they can match up with any team in the league. Of course, you can almost say that with anybody else, but you know yourself, Al, sometimes that underdog, I mean, look at when Virginia played Chaminade. Bad bad analogy, but I think that was an anomaly as, a, as opposed to what I'm talking about here, is that any team can go beat any team on any given Sunday in the National Football League. Some teams are better, and they have a statistical and, a, and, and an advantage that they should win. But like you talked about, any team that doesn't come to play, is not prepared, and overlooks somebody, can take somebody lightly, they can, get, they can, they can take a L, too. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting what happens down the stretch. And, you know, Al, we've, we've gone back and forth the rivalry between us for, since you've been on the air. And I, I want to I see y'all get back to competency because it's no fun when your team is not competitive in the NFC East. It really isn't. I mean, it, I mean, you know, everybody's got their conferences and everything oh, else. But when you yeah. come back down, you go all the way back. All the right. NFCE. My turn. My turn. My turn. You've got your monologue. This is my turn. It's not a monologue. It's, not. it's a dialogue, dog. 
Uh, San Francisco will win the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. So, you, you know, what you do, sit back, you know, smoke a number or take a swig on a bottle. You ain't going to win the NFC. You ain't going to the Super Bowl. And that's the bottom line. We got to take a pause. Uh, thanks for the call. Always good to hear from you. Call back when you can. We shall return. Thank you, Junior. Merry Christmas to you and family. If I don't talk to you, Merry Christmas. And we'll take a pause. Thank you. Take it from there, right here on 106.1 ESPN. This is Sports Fun. I'm Big Al. Lou Alcindor, other side of the glass. Stay with us. We're going to get a little Christmas music before we get out of here today. If you can. Lou Alcindor on the other side of the glass doing a great job filling in for Alpo. There you go. There's a new name for Alan. Alpo. Instead of the cub, we'll call Alpo. A large can of Alpo. I think you'll like that one. I don't think you'll like it, Willie. <laughs> no, no, no. He might like it. If I he, think he will. If he ever comes out back. <laughs> All right. Uh, bum, bum. Oh, where? Where? Oh, uh, <laughs> We were going to do something in this segment, and I got distracted by Mr. Monologue. I like Junior, but doggone it, you don't call up with monologues. You know, Larry the, Larry does that. Happy Larry does that. He'll think he's got a monologue. We got to go, Larry. Oh, I got one more question, and uh, it's about the Great Wall of China. <laughs> How many feet is it? When did they build it? Why did they build it? Who built it? Uh, teams in contention. I mean, you got to look at the the Ravens. Uh, they 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 barely squeaked by the Rams last week. The um, the uh, Ravens did, and it was a tight game early last night against the Jaguars. But uh, Jaguar Char- Charlie, wherever you are these days, uh, it was ten to seven going to the fourth quarter. And the Wavens, as Ivan would say, he's a he's of course a Raven fan. The Baltimore Wavens are going to be really, really good this year, and he's right. They're eleven and three, best record in the AFC, and bucking for home field. Are we going to have a rematch of Baltimore and San Francisco? The nights uh, the lights went out in Georgia, or it might have been Louisiana. I think it was down Louisiana. The other was a bad song, and that's the night the lights went out. Boy, what a stupid song that was! Holy smokes! Holy smokes. <laughs> it was a bad song. <laughs> I'll, I won't give you the name or nothing anymore. But the Ravens came back, and uh, they won in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson, 171 yards passing a touchdown in 12 uh, times running the ball for 97 yards. That's about, what, eight yards a tote. 12 times 7 is 84, 92 is 8. So, yeah, over 8 yards. 8.5 yards of carry uh, running the ball for Lamar Jackson. This guy's solid as a, as a, as a brick crap house. I mean, he does, he's, a, he's built thick. He's not a, he's not a, a, a thin, wiry guy like, uh, like uh, little Bobby the Third. He's, he's tough. So, yeah, he carried about 12 for 97. He threw two out of uh, 14 for 24. Not great, but threw a pick, put 171 yards, and he won the game. <laughs> so that's what matters. 
All right, Baltimore's got left, and right now they have the best record in the AFC. They're at the Niners this coming weekend. That's not going to be easy. They're, they're playing Monday night, Christmas night at 8-15. Batting down the hatches. Then they play the Dolphins at home and the Steelers at home. We just had Kobe in here from Classic Rock 96.5 talking about his Steelers and how bad they are. Well, they all live at, at Lake Wobegon. They'll lose to the Niners. They'll beat the Dolphins at home. They'll beat the Steelers at home. And the Wavens are going to be 13-4. and four. Is Miami going to catch them? No. They play the Cowboys at home. Then they play the Ravens. They'll lose that head-to-head with the Wavens. That'll give them five losses. And the Bills game will be a toss-up at the end of the year. So the Dolphins have at least five losses. The Wavens will have no more than four. So the Wavens win, get the number one seed. The Dolphins will get maybe the number two seed because why? The chefs of Kansas City got three short putts. If we're on the green, you're saying it's a gimme, pick it up. Now, this is where they're playing the, the tougher ones at home. Las Vegas at home and then Cincy at home. I, you know, I like Jake Brown's doing, a, as Ivan would say again, a whale of a job uh, because they're, they're, that's what they're doing. Cincinnati beat Minnesota in overtime. Jake Browning, good quarterback. What do, what do we do with a problem like Maria? Now what are they going to do? They have Browning and Burrow. Well, Burrow will be the starter to come back. Then they play at the Chargers. So Kansas City should win all three. Should. Kansas City should. I mean, they're playing Vegas, Cincy, and the Chargers. Now, Cincy will it'll be at home. It'll present a little problem, but KC should win. And it should be Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Six and eight division game. So, Miami's got to win. Boy, they got to win at least two. And then, I don't know if the tiebreaker is that... Uh, they beat Kansas City earlier this year, didn't they? The Dolphins. Anyway, Jacksonville's four with an anvil, not a bullet. And they play at the Buccaneers. They play the Panthers and the Titans. They got one gimme and two tough road games. The Buccaneers and the Titans. Cleveland, number one wild card. Uh, Cleveland could, well, they won't catch Baltimore. Uh, they're nine and five. They play the Texans, who are playing good football. I mean, out of nowhere, at Texas, Jets at home, Fruitcake will not play, and at the Bengals, they could lose too. Bengals are at the Steelers, at the Chiefs. Ooh, that's that's tough. And the Brownies at home. Oh, tough games. Tough games for the Bengals. Jake Brownie's got to rise up and smite. Uh, the Colts are at the Falcons, winnable game there. The Raiders at home, and Texans at home. Colts could go 11-6. and six. They could win three and win that division. Because Jacksonville, they're not going to win them all. Houston's number eight out of the playoffs right now. Browns, Titans, Colts. And the Buffalo Bills, they get the Chargers on the road. They should win that. Chargers are playing eating sticker. You know, <laughs> I'm having mouse chops for dinner, please. Not pork chops. I want mouse chops. Who is this guy eating stick for the Chargers? Holy schmoly. This guy can't. I mean, what? Is nobody out there better than this guy? You cannot be serious. <laughs> Eton Stick. I can't even find their game. 
Who did San Diego play over the weekend? Oh, they lost Thursday to Vegas, 63-21. to Do you think, do you think that the Bills will beat them? They should. Then they get the Pats at home, 3-11. and You think they'll win? Yeah. And they play the Dolphins, toss-up game. They buried the Dolphins earlier this year. This could be for all the marbles in the East, depending on what Miami does. So there you have it in the AFC. Good games remaining. I like the way they re- redefine in, uh, the scheduling where you play your uh, one or two or you, play, you can play your last two against division teams or two out of three and all that. San Francisco should beat the Ravens at home. <laughs> then they come to Washington. Swing. <laughs> and then they play the Lambs at home. If they don't go, th- well, the Ravens could beat them. But if they don't go 3-0, there should be an investigation. That's my opinion. Uh, the Ravens are good. San Francisco's 11-3. This could be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, Philadelphia's played play the Seahawks tonight. And uh, then they play the Giants, Cardinals, both at home and at the Giants. They should win three and go 13-4. So San Francisco loses. But San Francisco buried the Beagles 42-19. San Fran gets in. They're number one seed. Unless Brock Purdy gets hurt, McCaffrey gets hurt, and, uh, and Samuel gets hurt. The Leones of Detroit at the Vikings, at the Bovine, close with the Vikings. At most, two wins. At most. It's 12 Tampa, they're not going to lose the seed, though, because uh, they're not going to get caught by anybody. Minnesota 7-7. Seven and seven. They will not lose seven. Tampa Bay or New Orleans will win that division, and they'll uh, – so Tampa Bay would play the sixth seed, which right now is Minnesota. Oh, God, they play Minnesota three times in four weeks if that were the deal. Wouldn't that be getting, getting to know you? Uh, Tampa Bay. I like Baker Mayfield. They play the Jaguars at home, Saints at home. I hope they bury that freaking Sean Payton. Not though he's not there. Excuse me, he's in Denver. I hope, well, that'd be a good toss-up. Saints in Tampa Bay. And at the Panthers, that'll win too. Well, I don't know. They could lose the Jaguars at home and at the inverse of the Saints. Um, he's in Denver yelling for Russell Wilson for what? And tells reporters, none of your business. That is their business, coach. That's what you did at Fox. You ferreted out things. You gave your opinion. Now, all of a sudden, you can't do anything as a coach? He said, yell at Russell Wilson when he didn't do anything wrong that we all on site now. We're watching the game. I'm watching the game. And I'm wondering, why is he yelling at Russell Wilson when an offensive lineman or wide receiver had their helmet past the neutral zone? And when they start calling that baby cakes call on foot on the line, yeah. Helmet? I need Tomes. The bovine cartel. At Miami, Detroit at home, and at Washington. They ought to win at least, at least two. Miami's a toss-up, but win two. Um, matter of fact, I ha- thought I had the daggone line on that game, on those games. I guess I didn't. Anyway, the Lambs play the Saints at the Giants, cross-country. Man, they could lose to, to Danny DeVito, and then at the Niners will lose that. So, in the New Orleans is seven and seven. They're number eight seed. Seattle six and seven, and they got the the loose tonight. That's six and eight. Didn't say adios, Sabata. That's it. Nice to know you. Don't jump off a tall cliff. If you're gonna jump, make it a very very short cliff, right? All right. And like, you know what, Big Al? Like four feet. 
Yeah. I bet the commanders would have a better season if you were commentating the games or if you were out there on the sideline with them, man. I think they need some of that big aisle action, man. I'm not a coach. No, nah, but you need to be commanding her. I mean, like, you need to be commentating or something, man. I think I think, I, I think it'll make them improve a little bit. You got the full dosy dough today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, whatever comes out, people will say they said something. I said, I don't remember. What did I say? I don't know. It just comes out. Uh, we do have the old Dominion. We do, we do have the old Dominion game day, right? Correct? Help me out. Correct. What do At you think? 2.30. 2.30. We got so 2 o'clock pregame? Yes, sir. All right, with Western Kentucky uh, Hilltoppers. I believe they're the Hilltoppers. Eastern Kentucky, I don't know, remember their name. So, and then Madison plays on Saturday. Virginia Tech plays on uh, the 27th, which is a week from Wednesday. Then the Fiesta Bowl, Liberty on January 1. God bless the Flames. How about that? 13-0 going to a major bowl. How about them apples? All right, why don't we take a pause? It's four. It's nine forty nine. Stay with us. We shall return. Gus is on Wednesday. Great food. Great time. Convenient in and out. Right off of two ninety five Hanover Square Shopping Center on Bell Creek Road. Stay. I It'll be a blue. It'll be just thinking about you. It'll be decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. It won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those it'll be blue, it's snowflake. It start falling. It'll be that so when those ever be blue in the memories. It start calling. <laughs> oh man, what a classic! You'll be doing all right with your Christmas up with your wife. It'll be but I'll. Here you go. There's gonna take kazoo will cut in here any moment. I think. Porky Pig playing a kazoo. It's a little different, isn't it, there, Lou? Classic, as you say. <laughs> you hadn't heard that one before, have you? Nah, man, I didn't, man. You put me on to it. Oh, mama. All right, we're here live and wrapping up today. We'll have Parney uh, in, or we'll have him on phone anyway. Uh, let's see, on Wednesday at 8.35. Just hadn't talked to him in a, a month and a half probably, or more. And just want to catch up with him, see what's going on. See what they have for you for Christmas and just talk about it. Listen, it'll be spring. Tra- <laughs> Don't you love it? Today is what, the 15th of February? Two months, pitchers and catchers report. That's hard to believe, ain't it? I mean, that's look at that. You go, what? What are you talking about, Al? Pitchers and catchers report in two months. Go back two months in your head. It was October fifteenth. What were you doing? Well, it's not that far back, is it? You stop and think about it, and it's only two months. We got pitchers and catchers reporting, so that's that'll be fun. 
I think that's great. Uh, October 16th was a, a Monday, and the 15th was a Sunday. So at that point, Miami was 5-1, and one, Philadelphia 5-1, and one, Dallas 3-2. Of course, Philadelphia they lost the Jets that time. That was a banana peel. Washington was 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They're 1-6 since then, and 2-10 and since starting 2-0. and oh. <laughs> so you look back and say, well, who's oh, well, Sam Fran was five and one. The Wavens were four and two. Miami five and one. Chiefs five and one. Chiefs now what nine and five? So they've gone four and four since then. But uh, they're, they're turning it around. Oh, by the way, uh, Texas was playing Houston in the ALCS game one, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, on this day, that was on Sunday, October 15th. And then today, it was Arizona versus Philadelphia game one of that uh, NLCS. So that sort of puts it in perspective. Well, two months ago, they were having the, the, just the, the LCS in each league, League Championship Series. Not even a World Series. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And now we're just two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Kind of has a nice warm feel for it, doesn't it? Uh, we haven't had bitter cold yet. We had some mornings in the mid-20s. I mean, in my neck of the woods, it's been 23, 24 when I get up. That's cold. Uh, but we haven't had a bitter run of below freezing. It's still early. in the. It was, well, actually, it's not even winter yet. It was the last few days of, of fall, of autumn. So we haven't had the bite of winter yet. Uh, we're going to be pulling for it by mid-February. February, I know that. Uh, who was the Charlie? Oh, I have forgotten his name. His name. I can see him, a long-time writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, who was a Washington reporter for the Times. Charlie McDowell just came to me. Charlie McDowell would always write every every February, and it wasn't redundant because you don't have new twists and wrinkles to it. Great writer, Charlie McDowell for the Times-Dispatch, and um, how February was the longest month of the year. Uh, despite the fact that it has the least number of days in it, no matter what, leap year included. They always have 20, 28 three times and then once the leap, which is a leap year next year. Anyway, his point was, you know, you've been dragging around since November, uh, cold air, you know, no leaves, brown grass, all those things. I can't remember what Mr. McDowell wrote. He just, he, but he framed it very well every year that February was the longest month of the year. Maybe did every other year. I was a kid. I don't remember, but I just remember reading that and going, wait a minute, what's he talking about? So, anyway, that's down the track. I get Sometimes I get a little bit off base thinking about uh, clinics all year round. W291CL Lakeside Richmond. WURVHD2 Richmond. We are 1061 ESPN. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi, former North Carolina and NBA big man Eric Montross has died at the age of 52. Montross, the starting center on the Tar Heels NCAA championship team in 1993, had been diagnosed with cancer last March. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence in NFL concussion protocol. His status Sunday against the Buccaneers uncertain. C.J. Beathard starts if Lawrence can't go. Jags, Texans, Colts tied atop the AFC South at 8-6. Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell likely out the remainder of the season with a serious knee injury. Vikings expected to start Nick Mullins again at quarterback against the Lions Sunday. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, Minnesota currently 6th in the NFC. Monday Night Football, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts questionable against the Seahawks with an illness. Seattle quarterback Geno Smith, groin injury, a game-time decision, 8 Eastern, ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2. From the 
ESPN Studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch the show on the ESPN app. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a marvelous Monday coming off an epic Sunday in the National Football League. Messages sent all across the sport. We got two hours to dive in. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. You know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. The Bills with a convincing and impressive 31 to 10 victory over the hottest team in football. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> the Cowboys crumble. The Bills a bludgeoning in Buffalo. What does it mean? We've got exactly the right people. To start diving into that, my buddies Rex Ryan and Dominique Foxworth, good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up. And interestingly, what you heard in that soundbite there was Josh Allen saying, I feel like the kid who didn't do anything. Rex, you spent a lot of this morning making sure everybody knows that while he only completed seven passes, and it certainly was not a game that you walked away saying, oh my goodness, that Josh Allen is unreal that the contribution he makes just by being there is significant. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and why were they able to to run the ball with the effectiveness they, they did because of Josh Allen. And I'll tell you why, Grady, because the fronts in particular, their five-man fronts that they were running that Dallas loves to run, when Josh would give the ball off, all right, to Cook, then he would roll out, all right? And so instead of Micah Parsons or whoever the end was, uh, Lawrence on one time, that guy, instead of being able to close the cutback, all right, he ended up staying with Josh, and it almost creates a seam. That cutback it was available to him, and front side was as well. So to me, it, he does things that don't show up on, on the uh, stat board, and, and just because he only completed you know, seven passes did not mean that he did not impact the game because he did. What did you see out there, Nick? Yeah, today? I mean, to Rex's point, his his presence was eliminating the best defensive player on um, the Cowboys team by him just being there. I also saw Josh make some conservative game-managing type decisions, which I know game manager is a pejorative most of the time, but we can also take into account that it means that you are conscious of what your team needs. Like, you talk about great point guards in basketball. They know when someone needs to get a touch. They know when to pick up the pace they know when to slow it down Josh Allen was making decisions that weren't flashy on third downs throwing the ball away which is something that I mean maybe Josh Allen throws it away on a first down because he knows he has a few more downs but on third and six in the red zone Josh threw it away rather than try to make an amazing play in the red zone which is what we normally see him do and then that has a chance of ending in an amazing play for Josh or a turnover that turns the tide of the game so it suggests to me that he trusts the offensive play caller, and he trusts his teammates a lot more than he has, uh, I don't know, in the recent in recent history there in Buffalo. I, I feel like that relationship, but when, when we, or by we, I should say I, was critical of the Bills mm-hmm. for firing the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, when they did, because it came on the morning after they lost a game because they had 12 men on the field on special teams. Yeah. And that's obviously not the offensive coordinator's fault. But the reality is that coach knows better than I do what his team needs. And I agree with you, Nick. While I, it's not like I have any insight into this, but it just looks like Allen has the kind of relationship or maybe something closer to the kind of relationship with Joe Brady that he had before 
with um, uh, the guy who's now the coach of the Giants. Uh, his name just jumped out of my oh, head. Oh, Brian Dayball? With Brian Dayball. Yeah. Right? They had, like, this great, like, you know, uh, relationship Absolutely. where they just sort of could finish each other's sentences, if you will. And for whatever reason, it just didn't seem to click that way with, with Ken, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey. And he does look, he just looks better these last few weeks. Yeah, he really does. And the, and the thing that's easy that jumps out at, at you is the rushing attempts. Yeah. They're getting James Cook involved. And that's something, even when Brian Dayball was there, we never saw this team run yeah. the football. Well, right now, they're committed to running it. And they knew, especially in the weather and all those type of situations that come up in late December games and January games, you need to be able to run the football. And against this specific opponent, all right, if they have a weakness, it's the fact that they don't like it. They don't like it nasty. Yeah. And they certainly provided that for them uh, yesterday. So we have, as you know, uh, Nick, one of the great Cowboy fans. And by that, I mean not a great person, but a big Cowboy <laughs> fan on our staff. And that would be Bubba, our producer, who uh, you spent some time with at my house the yeah, night that, sh- that shall not be mentioned. Uh, Bubba, who is conveniently not wearing a Cowboys jersey today, I notice, always wears them after a win. Amazing. But little is kind of fair weather. No Micah, no Dak, no Des Bryant jersey today. I don't see any Cowboys colors. Not today. Back in Bristol. Um, But anyway, the statements that the Bills made yesterday are easy to identify. What, What do we say of the Cowboys this morning? So before we get to that, I mean, at some point, are we going to get to Rex Ryan's travel stories? Because oh, that's, that's the only reason why I'm here. I promise. Okay, good, good, good. I promise. Okay, I was ready to leave and go and continue my day, but this no. man got some stories that y'all need I to hear. promise. But anyway, the Cowboys, I think the huge concern about the Cowboys is what we saw happen to them yesterday was the same thing that they have to guard against. Their biggest hurdle is a physical team that runs the ball well and traveling. So going on the road to play against a physical team that runs the ball well, we convinced ourselves to some degree that the Cowboys were different. Since that 49ers game, they've been different. They're so much better now. They, it took them a while to get accustomed to this new offense. They're playing great on defense. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is traveling with the best receiver. This team is different. And then they just got run all over again and pushed around. So... It's. I was trying to get in, buy into the hype, and believe it, but they're going to need something to happen to San Francisco between now and then for me to feel confident that the Cowboys can actually beat the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I, right now I don't know if anybody can, can beat the 49ers. I mean, it, it looks like they're clearly a team, not just the favorites to go to the uh, – the uh, the Super Bowl, but the overwhelming favorites to mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl. However, I think this is a game that – I, I expected this to happen. And the reason I, I did yeah. is they put so much into the buildup of not just beating the Eagles, but winning those four games it took to get to set up that matchup. And they pile everything in on it. And then after you accomplish that feat, which was outstanding, I mean, they knocked out Philadelphia. You know there's going to be a letdown. It's mm-hmm. the human side of this game. Yep. I've been a part of it, man. I mean, we look, all, yeah. we, we put it in there, and, and we, we got embarrassed on a Monday night game, and, and I knew we could play New England. I'm like, six weeks later, man, we're going to kick their butts. And guess what? We did. We had to win all those games, and, man, sure enough, we showed up in New England and kicked their butts. And then we come out, and we go play against a team that we had already beat in Pittsburgh in a regular season, and we flat out lay an egg. I know the human side of it. Man, I thought we were ready to play that game, Nick, but yeah. there's a human element of this, and I knew 
I expected, I never knew, but I expected it to happen. That's why I thought Buffalo would win the game. Yeah.